friends and welcome back to the all things new podcast thank you so much for tuning in for another episode now this episode won't be as long as normal um and of course i always say that and ends up being 40 minutes but i'm very sleepy as i'm recording this and also um my notes are quite short so um if i want to expound on this i definitely will during another week but um this episode will be relatively short and as you guys can see it is titled when things don't go the way that you planned so this whole title is kind of referring to honestly anything in life but specifically the examples i'm going to use are in regards to relationships and in regards to special situations which could be for example divorce or a broken engagement, or breaking up with the person you thought you'd marry, or even like your parents getting a divorce. It can be so many different things that um, don't go the way that we want them to, or that we expected them to, or that we feel like they should go. And of course, this kind of stuff happens to us all the time. Life is unpredictable. Stuff happens. We get let down. And we're like, our whole world is shaken and we're like, okay, well, how am I supposed to proceed from here if everything that I knew, if everything that I'm familiar with has been shattered in a moment? And so with this episode, I'm hoping to encourage you guys, um, just with a couple of examples in the Bible of redemption and of, of these specific special situations um, that can cause us to be discouraged and even um, our faith in God can can become smaller because we feel as if these things in our lives um, are done and, and it's like, wh- this doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? Why did my parents get a divorce? Why did I, you know, not marry this person or etc.? It can be whatever it is for you and it could be, you know, something that you really hoped for and wanted and it just didn't work out and that's very sad but it's a reality that some things don't work out very well even if we anticipate them to work out very well um whatever that may be whether it's divorce whether it's breaking up it can be so many things whether it's you didn't get into a college or a program you thought this is applicable in so many different ways but i'd like to encourage you very briefly about um when things don't go your way, how do we proceed from there? How can we maintain our faith and our trust in God when we feel like there have been roadblocks in our lives? And so the first example from the Bible that I'd like to use is Ruth. And um, Ruth is a very um, much used scripture, very much quoted, but it's an incredible story. In short, Ruth is about a woman named Ruth and and her mother-in-law, her name is Naomi, and essentially what happens is, um, Naomi, like, her husband dies, and also her sons die as well, and her sons have wives, and now they're widows, and Naomi herself becomes a widow as well, and so here are these three women who are widows, and then there's you know, Naomi, who's the mother-in-law, whose husband dies, and then her sons die, and her son's wives, her daughters-in-law, are now widows. And so essentially what happens is um, Naomi 
tells her two daughter-in-laws, like, hey, you guys just go back to your homes, go back to your families, and it's okay. Like, you have nothing left here with me. I'm an old woman. And essentially what happens is one of her daughter-in-laws says, okay, and she goes back. But her other daughter-in-law, Ruth, decides to stay with her. She decides to stay loyal to her mother-in-law, and she decides to stick with her. She says, where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. It's a very often quoted portion. But in short, Ruth chooses to go with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she decides to stay loyal to her. And she's like, you know, your family, I'm staying with you. I don't want to abandon you in this time. And essentially what happens is um, they go to this place and they find um, this man who's actually a relative of Naomi's late husband, um, Boaz. And he has a field, and Ruth ends up working in this field. And her and Boaz, um, you know, they end up kind of liking each other. Not kind of, they get married. But they end up getting married, right? And so I know I just kind of gave them a a huge, like a little summary, like a two-second summary of this whole chapter. But Ruth um, was a widow, and she was young. It says that she's a young Moabite woman. She's young and she's widowed young. And I'm sure she's like, wow, like I didn't get to have kids with my husband. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to have this experience. And she's probably like, why is this happening to me? What is going on? I'm young and I haven't got to experience many things. And my husband is dead. And I can't imagine what she's feeling, especially since her brother-in-law and her father-in-law are also dead as well. And that's leaving these women, these women that are alone now in regards to a romantic partner. But this story is so wonderful because God takes that situation and he still makes it good. I've talked a lot on this podcast about situations that are, um, to us, they seem wrong and they seem like there's no point in it but god takes the ugly and he makes it beautiful he takes things that satan uses to hurt us and to destroy us and he takes that and he makes it good and he makes it so that it's working for our advantage and so Ruth probably didn't in the moment see that she would marry this awesome man who eventually she would um, be one of the ancestors of Jesus, which is incredible. But um, in that moment, she didn't, I don't think she would have seen that. I think she would have just been grieving about her the loss of her brother-in-law, the loss of her husband, the loss of her father-in-law, but she chose to stay loyal to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And so This story is so beautiful because it's such a great picture of redemption and of, like, how that community is so important. I talk about community so much here. But it's so crucial. And being alone is not good. We're not meant to be by ourselves. But this story is so wonderful because it establishes how important that community is, how important having those connections are. But also trusting in the Lord and and His will and His way is good is good and it's best and it's right and you are not leftovers if you're divorced or widowed you are not like you're not just like in a styrofoam box in the fridge you know like you are worth it you're you're awesome and you are not 
overused or you're not like, you know, you're, you're just, in essence, I'm trying to say you are worth it and you are wonderful. And just because you are divorced or widowed or have broken up with someone who you thought you'd be with or whatever the situation is, if you didn't get into that program, if you didn't get into that university, you're worth it still. You have so much value in the eyes of God. You were made in his image and he loves you so very much. And circumstances do not determine your worth. They do not determine your worth. And so, regardless of what type of unusual circumstance or special situation that you find yourself in that may be seemingly negative, that may be seemingly like putting a roadblock in your path and your journey of life, remember that God is working together all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And so, if you are seeking the Lord, if you're following him, there may be things that happen to you. There may be circumstances that you may encounter that may seem so like crazy, so out of whack. So like, what in the world is going on? Why is this happening to me? Why? Like, I'm young. Why am I widowed? Why am I divorced? Why am I not getting into college? Why? You know, like there could be so many situations here. But it's so crazy because you can think of our, our the path of life and we oftentimes don't think of God's sovereignty. And of course, we don't want like things like that to happen to us. Of course, I don't think anyone just wants to get divorced. Or I don't think anyone wants their spouse to die. Or I don't think anyone wants their spouse to leave them or to cheat on them. Like, I don't think anyone wants that, right? But like, God still uses these negative things and uses them to become a testimony to to strengthen us. And we never know we truly never know how God will use something. And so we shouldn't turn to God and say, God, this is all your fault and you are you hate me and you're you're just trying to hurt me. Like we shouldn't say that because we know that our God is so good and so loving and that He turns these horrible things and He makes them work all together for the good. And so even if there are these situations in your life, know that God is so good and wonderful and that he's working these things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose and his serenity you will never understand it but just know that in the background he's working things out so well so good so perfectly he's orchestrating them all around and that as you seek him he works in the background and when the time comes these things will take place and a new redemption will come but we've got to lean on him and trust him in the process which is so hard it's so hard to trust him in the process especially when you don't see evidence of a promise but you will never regret trusting in the lord you'll never regret waiting on him he is so wonderful and so good and so i encourage you that if you're in a path or a journey where you are you know post situation like this post breaking up post divorce post widow post being let down by whatever it is know that god is with you and he loves you and he's working all things together for your good now the next example i'd like to use from the bible is hosea and this is also another wonderful story of hosea and i'm going to very briefly sum it up for you but basically what happens is there's this prophet his name is hosea and the Lord tells him to marry a prostitute. 
like this is very very strange because literally like the, like what in the world like in Hosea chapter 1 verse verse 2 it says and the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea he said to him go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution this will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. So imagine this prophet and the Lord uses his life as an analogy or as a picture of, of, of how Israel has been treating their God. And so Hosea marries this prostitute. Her name is Gomer. And um, she eventually gives Hosea a son, um, but and they have she has more children. But what happens is this woman is, you know, she is essentially dirty, right? She's a prostitute. She's selling her body. She's not cherishing her body, right? She's you know, she's just, you know. Prostitutes have negative connotations, um, and she is not faithful <laughs> to her husband, essentially. And there are charges against her, and I'm going to read a little bit of this portion, which is in Hosea chapter 2, and it says, But now bring charges against Israel, your mother, for she is no longer my wife, and I am no longer her husband. Tell her to remove the prostitute's makeup from her face, and the clothing that exposes her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst as in a dry and barren wilderness, and I will not love her children, for they were conceived in prostitution. Your mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run from other lovers and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for olive oil and drinks. For this reason, I will fence her with thorn bushes. I will block her path with the wall to make her lose her way. When she returns after her lovers, she won't be able to catch them. She will search for them but not find them. Then she will think, I might as well return to my husband, for I was better off with him than I am now. She doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has. The grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold, but... She gave all my gifts to Baal. But now I will take back the ripened grain and new wine I generously provided with harvest season, and I will take away the wool and linen clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all others' lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. And then essentially what also happens is, um, and I'm going to skip down to verse 14, and it says, but then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert I will and, and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips, and you will never mention them again. On that day I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. 
I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. And then in the next chapter, chapter 3, um, it's titled in my Bible, Hosea's wife is redeemed. And it, um, verse 1 says, Then the Lord said to me, meaning Hosea, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, you must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterwards, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendant, their king. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. Now I know, once again, that was a lot of scripture, but this is a beautiful, beautiful picture of God's love and redemption for his people. And this story is showing us that there's always redemption, that there's always a second chance and that. You can be cleansed and made whole, and you can be redeemed, and you can be born again, and you can be made so clean, it's as if you never even committed this sin in the first place, and that you can be made whole, so whole that you're more whole than you were before. So there's always redemption with the Lord. He is so powerful. He's powerful enough and good enough and loving enough to redeem what was lost, and he will claim you as his. I love so much what it says in chapter 2. Um, it's not the latter part, but he says, um, let's see if I can find it. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. God is so wonderful and good, and he, he loves to redeem what is lost. He loves to seek and save the lost. That's what he came to do when he came to this earth. And so if you are lost or if you have found yourself in a situation or in a circumstance that makes you feel lost or confused or unloved or unwanted, just know that this God who could redeem this prostitute, who can redeem this person who who ran away from their husband, who wanted nothing to do with him, who felt shame. If he could redeem that, he can also redeem you. And he loves you so much, so much more than you could ever understand. And he desires to make you his. And so if you find yourself post-situation or in the situation, of something that doesn't go the way you thought, whether that may be a breakup or a divorce or you got a rejection letter from a college you were really, really hoping to get into. Just know that that doesn't indicate that you're not worth it because you are. Because the God who created the stars 
he desires to have your heart. He desires to make you his. And so if you're in any type of situation that may make you feel like you're, you're, you're on the wrong path or you're not worthy or you're being punished, know that that is not true. Know that you are not being punished. That Know that this is not being something being done to you because of something that's gone wrong. Because, listen, like, I mean, a wrongdoing, that is. But there are so many circumstances in this imperfect world. And we cannot control a lot of them. We cannot control most things. But we do know who is in control. And we do know who holds our hearts and who is faithful and good and wonderful. And he will redeem you. He will get you back on the right path if you've you know gotten gone on a detour a little bit right he loves you and he's faithful and he's not just going to abandon you in your situation he never left you even if you didn't feel him and so know and be encouraged that the lord is with you right now and he loves you so much and he can and will redeem you he came to this earth to redeem us and he will do the same with you in your situation he will make you whole he will cleanse you he will purify you and he will make you his and so if you are someone who's gone through something like this or something that is applicable to this i encourage you that the lord loves you so much and he will redeem you and that you're never too far to be redeemed like you can have another chance you can have redemption the lord can bring you something so beautiful and so good so much more beautiful and good than you could ever imagine and you're not just going to get leftovers and you're not going to get scraps and you are not leftovers or scraps either you are worth it and lovely and beautiful and the lord made you in his image and he wants to redeem you and he wants to make you his and so i hope that this episode has encouraged you it's gotten me a little bit emotional just because of um just this message is so wonderful and beautiful just knowing god wants to make you his like he wants to call you his he wants you to be his and i think that's so wonderful and so amazing so i hope this episode touched and blessed you Per usual, I'm going to call it the Spotify people. Um, if you guys are listening via Spotify and haven't given me a rating, I'd really appreciate that just so we can get a rating that's actually um, displayed on Spotify just because there has to be a certain amount before you can see them publicly. But I know y'all are still listening, so I appreciate the listens too. But if you want to give me a rating, I'd really appreciate that as well. But I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. If you know of anyone who could use this message, if you'd be encouraged by this, by all means, please share it with them because this is something that's very difficult and we can oftentimes demean ourselves and almost punish ourselves mentally um, and internalize things we've gone through and make them like, oh man, I must have gone through this because I did something wrong. But that's not always the case. And so have, have you know, give grace to yourself. You have to give yourself grace, but also know that God is so loving and he will redeem you and he loves you so much and he has great things in store for you. Even if something didn't go the way that you planned, that doesn't mean that God's plans for you ceased. That he still has amazing plans for your life, even if they may look different than you initially thought or anticipated or expected. But just know that his plans for you are much greater than anything you could have for yourself. So I love you guys so very much. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.